Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Different foods have different strains of probiotics. So in order to maximize the benefit and you know, really make the most of that, you want to be sure to include a variety of different types of probiotic-rich foods. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Welcome to this week's episode. We are going to talk about your gut and maybe accidentally talk about poop. Is it really an accident? No, but Mm -mm. I feel like that's the thing when everyone's like, your gut health, your gut health, your gut health. The thing that everyone is actually talking about is moving product. (laughs) Moving product! (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. I wonder if we played a game of how many different funny ways people say they have to go poop when they don't want to just be like, I have to go poop. Yes. You know what someone I'm very close to says? I'm not going to mention who Who? they are in case they're embarrassed. They sometimes say, I'm going to go drop the kids off at the pool. I've heard that one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What's another one? Brian, he catches up on the news. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's what I do. I never say it, but that is what is happening. Yeah. Right? Which, by the way, whole side thread, like, doesn't it make you want to never touch anyone else's phone ever again? Yes. We're all using our phone. We're not cleaning our phones nearly enough. Ew! Yeah, all of us. But everybody poops. Everybody poops and everybody needs probiotics. And we're learning we also need prebiotics in our diet, too. Which is why we have today's guest, Kelly Foster, who is one of my colleagues at The Kitchen. And she wrote a whole book about probiotics called The Probiotic Kitchen. So can I tell you why I'm excited to have Kelly? Yes. Because... I feel like there's, it's really difficult to get 
like solid scientific information about this. You and I both have this like undercurrent of like, show me the data, like show me the research, right? And with something like probiotics, so many health claims are made by food media and health and wellness influencers. Well, and packaged foods too, right? Like they're slapping it all over yogurt and sauerkraut. Right. Because I think that that's, all that stuff is like intertwined. Like when something becomes the cultural zeitgeist, then the marketers want to use it to leverage that to sell their foods. So, you know, we did a bit of research. And the truth is, there isn't a ton of research <laughs> that is clear about probiotics, that is clear about the direct health benefits. We know that a lot, a lot of researchers and doctors feel very strongly and confidently that there is a connection between gut health and our overall health, like related to our nervous system, our mental health, how our brains work, not just like our physicality, not just like your digestion and how strong you can be. I do feel great when I'm not constipated, to be honest. (laughs) Say that again, sister. Um, So like... We know this is important. That's really dense. That's not like we're not a doctor's podcast. So I like that we're having Kelly on because Kelly is a new mom. She's a busy working mom. And she just likes to eat food that helps her feel good. And so she has approached this as you know, an informed food writer, recipe developer. Here's this thing that we know is good. We don't know how. I'm not going to overclaim, but let's know a little bit more about it and understand where pre and probiotics naturally occur. And let's use those ingredients in delicious recipes so we can make our diet as healthy as possible. Right. And also probiotics are a good thing to consider when your kids have been sick, especially if they've been on an antibiotic and you want to like reintroduce some good bacteria into their gut. You mentioned off recording that, you know, it's not actually that great. And Kelly touches on this a little bit in our interview that it's actually not great to just like take a probiotic supplement every single day, especially the same one. But let's say your kids have had strep throat and they've been on antibiotics like Stacey's boys have, then that's the time to really make sure that they're getting lots of probiotics in their diet right after that to sort of like recoup what they lost from the medicine. Totally. So that actually, I think, is fairly new in the last like year or two that I read that it isn't recommended that you just take the same supplement all the time because you're just populating your gut with the same bug and your body kind of acclimates to it for lack of a better way to describe it. And I've also read that more and more people are saying probiotic supplements are really like only necessary. And this is good to know if you're watching your wallet too, because they can be real pricey. When you are trying to, I'm putting this word in quotes, heal, you know, a certain ailment. Like if you have had an IBS flare up, or like you said, if your kid has been on antibiotics, quick note about the antibiotics. I know this probably goes without saying, but I am not too ashamed to say I have made this mistake when they were young. Giving them the probiotic while they're on the antibiotic doesn't work so well. The antibiotic will kill the bugs in the probiotic. So finish the antibiotics and then do a round of probiotics. But anyway, yeah, I think that trying to just keep foods that are naturally high in pre and probiotics as a steady part of your diet is a really good, practical, affordable way 
to help maintain steady gut health. And that's one of the things I love about this conversation is like, it's all real food sources. I hate the the term real food, but it's not like you really have to go out of your way to find probiotics and even prebiotics that you already have in your kitchen, in, in your diet. And maybe it's a good um, motivator to try some things like sauerkraut or kimchi that have been out of your purview, but can really upgrade your home cooking from a flavor standpoint. And then there's this small health benefit to your gut too, right? Right. I'm so excited. Let's throw to Kelly because we both have thrown out pre and probiotics like it's nothing, Megan. Just like, like we know nothing. exactly what we're talking about. But At actually, least Kelly does. <laughs> she totally <laughs> cleared it up for me. Like I just recently kind of learned the difference, but Kelly cleared it up. I think that's a great place to start. So yes. Kelly Foster is an associate food editor for thekitchen.com. She is also the author of Buddha Bowls and the Probiotic Kitchen. She's a new mom raising her son in New York City. Kelly, you just wrote this prolific book on probiotics, but for any listeners who are new to probiotics and prebiotics, can you explain a little bit about what each is and why they matter? Yeah, that is a great question. But first, I say thank you for having me on the show. I'm a huge fan and super excited to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you know, so even if you don't know what probiotics or prebiotics are, I feel like there is a really great chance you've at least heard them mentioned in passing or you've seen them on product packaging. So probiotics, you know, basically are living microorganisms, um, usually bacteria or yeast, that provide some kind of benefit for maintaining a healthy gut and digestive system. Um, You know, so we often think about, well, your bacteria, we think about that being bad, but there is a lot of bacteria that's actually good, and that is that is what probiotics are. Prebiotics, on the other hand, are basically food for probiotics. Probiotics are living organisms, and like any other living thing, they have to eat in order to thrive, and that is where prebiotics come in. It's basically non-digestible ingredients, usually fiber, that help to these probiotics to colonize and to flourish and thrive in your gut and really balance out any bad bacteria that's there. So do prebiotics offer health benefits to us on their own? And if they do, is that usually separate from their relationship to probiotics? That's a really good question. You know, really, I think the the biggest benefit is them going hand in hand. And often we're eating these foods without knowing that we're eating them. Um, again, because we're getting it from a lot of fibrous foods. So that can be alliums, like things like onion and garlic, um, scallions, leeks, bananas, things like uh, whole oats, barley, beans and legumes. Asparagus is a great source. You know, so in addition to being a prebiotic, a lot of these foods offer health benefits on their own. So it's really, they're just really helpful. Besides good gut health, um, what are some of the health reasons why people need to be focused on getting prebiotics and probiotics into their diet? We, Stacey and I like went on this side conversation in a previous episode about um, the connection between gut health and mental health. There's been a lot of talk about health benefits and probiotics and what they can do for you. Uh, the biggest thing we know for sure is they play such a positive role in our gut health. You know, other things that has been talked about is that they also offer a lot of benefits for your immune system. They can reduce inflammation. They can help with weight loss. 
They can help to prevent certain diseases. You know, there has also been talk about playing a role in mental health. You know, I think that there's still a lot of, of research to be done there and work to be done. I can say for me, I know that when I'm eating foods that are really rich in probiotics right now, generally, I just feel better. I feel like I'm doing something very good for myself. And being a mom of a new baby, it feels very hard to find time to do those little things for myself. So this is, food has become sort of my self-care. Yeah. So in that that. sort of roundabout way, it, it does have a really positive effect on my mental health because things I used to do for that would be like going for a run or going to the gym or going for a swim. And I don't have time for any of those things right now. Uh, but I do have time to eat really well and put good things into my body. And so that has become my form of self-care and working on my mental health. So Kelly, I don't know. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but my son, Isaac, who's now 13, was dairy-free for several years. Mm -hmm. And that was because he was having all kinds of stomach problems. He now can eat everything. It's a much longer story. But I really feel like probiotics and a steady diet of them, both from food and through a probiotic supplement, we really healed his gut. Now, I just want to put a little caveat out there to the listeners. Like healed is a very big word. And he's not someone who has celiac, who is, you know, dairy intolerant. We had all those tests done. So I'm not trying to make a grand health claim here. It's just, you know, whatever was going on with him, you know, adding these probiotics to his diet in all different ways, I really think was a huge benefit to getting him back to like a good, healthy place. But one of the things that I learned was that giving the same probiotic in a supplement form actually becomes, moot is not really the right word, but it becomes like your gut gets used to that, acclimates to that bug, so to speak. Um, And that really having a variety, like changing up the probiotic you take is what's best for you. And I would think that putting your focus on getting your probiotics through food then is even better because that variety is built in. It's built in as long as you make sure that it's built in. Um, Ah, okay. And and you talked to us about it? Yeah. And I would say the same thing is it totally holds true when you're getting probiotics through food is you want a varied source of those probiotics. Um, Because like you were saying with your son, your body gets used to when you have the same thing over and over and over again, your body gets used to that. And the benefit that you're maybe once getting from it doesn't become as great. And so, you know, with probiotic foods, different foods have different strains of probiotics. So in order to maximize the benefit and, you know, really make the most of that, you want to be sure to include a variety of different types of probiotic-rich foods. You know, so when I'm talking about foods that have probiotics, I should mention that I'm not talking about packaged goods that have been enhanced with probiotics. Um, Yeah, that's a good qualification. But it's, you know, there is a wide range of foods that naturally inherently have probiotics in them. So that would be things like yogurt. Um, And with that, I should say you want to stick with plain yogurt since the flavored versions often are packed with tons and tons of sugar um, and you're sort of negating the benefit there. But you also have milk kefir and cultured cottage cheese, a whole bunch of kinds of krauts and kimchi and miso paste and kombucha and tempeh. 
and fermented pickles. I love all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love them all. So it does seem like foods that are naturally high in probiotics, and maybe it sounds like prebiotics too, cross different food categories. So if you're someone who really wants to pack your diet with this wide variety of naturally occurring pre and probiotics, is it harder to do if you're on a special diet? Like if you're keto, for example. Hmm, That is a good question. I think it would. So, and I'm not an expert on all things keto, but I do know that that focus on focuses on a super low carb diet. And a lot of these probiotic-rich foods do have, they have a fair amount of carbs. So that feels like it would be tricky. Yeah. And I heard you mentioning grains before. You mentioned barley and mentioned oats. So those are good sources of prebiotics. Okay. Yeah. So again, also something that's tricky if you're following a low-carb diet, but you also have a lot of other vegetables, say like dandelion greens and asparagus are really great sources of prebiotics. Ooh, I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So I have a question mentioning Owen, who's your son, yeah. who you just had last year. How old is Owen now? He is seven and a half months. <gasps> yeah. So he's like just getting into solid foods. Yeah. And I'm so curious, like, are you being intentional about incorporating probiotics into his diet for good gut health? That's such a good question. Um, so we are starting solids. He, we've been doing it now maybe for about a month. And he loves he loves food. He is a great eater so far. And, you know, to be honest, until you brought up the question, I hadn't I hadn't thought about introducing this into his diet as we're as we're starting to try a lot of new foods. But I would say absolutely. Uh, and when I was pregnant, I was testing a lot of recipes for the book. So and, and also beyond that, just naturally eating a lot of probiotic rich foods, knowing that he he's getting little bits of what I'm eating. So hopefully I was starting to help build his gut biome while I was pregnant with him. And he was getting all of these great things that I was eating. So hopefully we're hoping that we're off to a great start. But once we, we haven't moved to dairy yet. But once we do, I think for sure there would be a lot of plain yogurt and cultured cottage cheese. Um, I think it'll be a little while before we move on to to kraut and pickles. And I'm I'm curious to see how he would like the tangy flavor of those things. But yeah, you know, now that now that it's on the top of my mind, I think for sure that we would start giving him a lot of these probiotic rich foods from an early age. I mean, now that we know that there are a lot of gut health benefits and potentially other benefits of these foods, as long as it's something that he can successfully eat, we'll absolutely give them to him. I love that you mentioned pickles because when Ella, my oldest, was a baby, she loved pickles. Like that was one of the things that she loved to teeth on. And so we like would give her pickles all the time. And I never thought, oh, that's really good for her. I just thought it was cute and funny that she liked my oh, I love pickles. pickles too and have since they were little. Yeah. But you have to get fermented pickles, right? So these like have to can... be fermented pickles. They yes. wouldn't be the kind that you're buying from the middle aisle of the grocery store. It's going to be in the refrigerated case. Yeah, mine are in near like the eggs the egg, and yeah. um, refrigerated hash browns in our yes. grocery store. Or sometimes if your grocery store has a natural food section, they'll be in there. Yes. Bubby's is a brand I think of off the top of my head. Yeah, that is our go-to brand. Grillo's is another like fresh, fresh fermented um, pickle that we buy a lot. Oh, Bubby's is our favorite. That's the one that we buy most often. And 
you know, now that you're talking about pickles and your kids, I also loved them as a kid, but Owen is also teething right now. So yeah, you got to give him a pickle to teach us. He just broke through, two teeth just broke through. Aww. And I think there's two more that are very close behind. They so. want to chomp on pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kelly, I want to know what are your three favorite probiotic foods? And then I'm going to ask you to kiss, marry, or kill one of those three. You set her up because you're like, I want them to be your three favorites. Yeah, but then that's there's what kill. makes it hard. Damn, you're <laughs> This is this is really hard. Um, okay, three favorites would be Greek yogurt, kraut. Hard to pick one variety, but probably red cabbage kraut is my favorite and the one I use most often. And cultured cottage cheese. Ooh, I w- I didn't know you were gonna go for cottage cheese as your. I also love cottage cheese. I, I wasn't always a cottage cheese lover, but it is. And now, I, is there a difference between cultured cottage cheese and like just cottage cheese you buy in the grocery store? There is. And you know, okay. I, so they, they look the same. They taste the same. The difference again is this version is cultured and it's made, it's made specifically with this live active cultures and bacteria and it is pasteurized before that's added. So traditional cottage cheese is pasteurized and heat kills bacteria, unfortunately, and probiotics. So regular cottage, you're not getting that probiotic benefit from regular cottage cheese. But the cultured version tastes and looks just the same. All right. Time to kiss, Mary kill. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. If I, I would say I would kiss kraut, marry yogurt, and kill cottage cheese. Oh, that was a tough one. I approve of that. As much as I love cottage cheese. I know. Kraut is the sexiest of them all. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I don't and know why. It just is. It is. But you know, yeah, especially you're... the red cabbage, like you can put that on anything yeah. and it makes it look so beautiful. It's like red lipstick. Yeah. You put a good red lipstick, you put it on and you're just like, I feel great. If you have a boring <laughs> sandwich, you add a layer of some tangy kraut on there. Yum. Instantly delicious. Instantly more sexy. Breakfast bowls, like put it with your eggs. Yum. It's like, wait, it's like quick pickled onions, which everybody knows I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Now you have a new obsession. Obsession. I do. I'm here for that. Of all of those, I mean, they're all pretty kid-friendly. In general, I feel like foods that are fermented and naturally rich in probiotics are really kid-friendly because kids seem to like, I mean, I'm a huge generalization here, but kids seem to like that like sour tangy thing. Oh, that's good to know. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah, totally. Like, right? My kids used to suck on lemons when they were little. Ooh. Is that weird? (laughs) No, not at all. I think a lot of kids do that because it's like a different sensation. Totally. When your taste buds are so fresh, like having something sour or tangy probably tastes even better, I think. Yeah. Also, side note. Have the camera out when you give them the lemon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Great <laughs> photos. <laughs> well, Kelly, we're so happy to have you on the show today. Tell everyone where they can find you. And of course, the Probiotic Kitchen, more than 100 delectable, natural, and supplement-free probiotic recipes is available now on Amazon or at your local bookseller. Yeah, so you can find me on thekitchen.com where I'm an editor, share lots of writing and recipes. You can find me on Instagram at Foster one And of course, you can find my books on Amazon and in your local bookstores. Okay, Megan, what's the thing that you like learned 
So I was kind of excited to learn about cultured cottage cheese. I do not actually, this is going to be like grapes, you guys. Oh my God. I don't uh, really, <laughs> I don't love cottage cheese. Oh, I think people are going to be on your side on this one. Are they? I, I think cottage about cheese the texture. Is, yeah. I yeah. don't think it's popular. Yeah. Oh, I think. See, I do think it is. And I think it's like one of those things that food media tries to make cool every couple of years. Like, <laughs> oh, just eat cottage cheese, just like yogurt. Put your sour cherries on top of it and your granola. And I'm like, yeah, no, I think I'm good. But Kelly's book has a recipe for like a whipped cottage cheese, which I do really want to try because I feel like the texture of cottage cheese is what I don't like. So if I can change that, I would be 100% into it. How about the saltiness of it? I like that, but I've heard people be like, my kids have been like, oh, it's a little salty. I mean, even like, I don't think they have added salt. I don't know. I should look at the brand I buy. Yeah, I think it's actually part of the process that there's some salt and rennet maybe added to to it to get the curd going. And that's what gives it that like salty flavor. I don't like it. I like that. I like it too, but that's why I like my cottage cheese plain, or I love this idea of whipping it and using it like ricotta, where it's a more neutral background for mostly savory stuff. That's how I would use it. I could go like a little bit sweet, like maybe a drizzle of honey or something, but not full on jam. I'm not going to eat it like that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, okay. cheese. What's another probiotic food that you're going to start incorporating into your diet? Oh, man. Sauerkraut. I forget how much Brian loves sauerkraut. And, you know, my family is team hot dog, even if I'm not. Yeah. And I feel like they're right. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if I can eat more sauerkraut, then that means they can have more hot dogs. So I'm on board for that. All right. I like it. What about you? So, um... I feel like Kelly mentioned the like main players. She mentioned kefir, which I really like. Yogurt, which we do a ton of already. Cottage cheese, I already do a lot of. Sauerkraut, I do like the red cabbage sauerkraut. I'm super into. I think I'm going to like that better and use it like pickled onions. Yes. Um, She didn't mention tempeh. Is that how you say it? Yeah. It's like so far from the kind of ingredient I use. I don't even know that I've said it out loud. I'm kind of curious, but I don't have high hopes. And kimchi. So my kids don't really like kimchi. Mike loves it. And like, I kind of forget if I like it or not. I know that sounds stupid. No, but it is one of those things that like the smell of it is hard, like not hard, but some people get turned off by that. And so they don't buy it. The smell and the like what it looks like. It doesn't it's I love the look of it. Wildly like, colorful. That means it's gonna be spicy. I like it. Yeah. I my kids do like Korean food a lot. We do Korean barbecue often. And they'll get like the pickled daikon, but they're always mm. like, no, I think they're afraid of the heat of kimchi. I so, am also afraid of the heat of kimchi. Yeah. Real kimchi's no freaking joke. Yeah. It's real spicy. So I don't know. I kind of want to, it makes me want to experiment with it. I guess given the fact that Mike loves it so much, like if one person in my family likes something and I learn that it's a good ingredient to incorporate, I, I like, I find it to be a challenge that I want to take on. Like, how do I get everybody else to like this too? <laughs> I like it. I like a good challenge. I like making my life hard. <laughs> Is that a theme people have picked up on? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> 
Well, that I was going to say we should play Kiss, Mary Kill with our own probiotics and prebiotics. But it's I feel like now I know what you would kill or what you would kiss. Which do kimchi? I would. I don't. I'd. I'd probably kill the tempeh. I don't. Would I don't you? really need to. I yeah, don't. All right. I was I like, like yeah, fair. curious, and now already, like it's been three minutes You're since I said that. Out of it. Yeah, I'm already <laughs> over it. Never mind. <laughs> well. I think we should start a challenge, a probiotic challenge in our listeners group. I love that idea. And see what ways people are already getting probiotics and prebiotics in their diet. So we can get ideas because I think we all need them. And I want to know, like, we asked that que- a question when we had Jennifer Tyler Lee on about, like, what scares you or what do you worry about? I'm curious if the parents in our listeners group worry about probiotics in their kid's diet or if they're just, like, too worried about other things to even think about them. Yeah. You know, that's a really interesting question because I tuned into it when Isaac was having stomach problems. Yeah. Before that, I don't really think, I mean, even after the kids would take antibiotics, I wasn't always reliable about then giving them probiotics. I would do it when I remembered. Yeah. Once Isaac started having stomach issues, probiotics became like a thing in our life. Right. So I'm curious. An important thing. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, without further ado, find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, you can join our private listeners group by answering the question with the word whiskey or painkiller or tell us your favorite cocktail. Most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, you know what I'm going to say. Please, please, please tell your friends and family and neighbors all about us and leave a review on iTunes. You guys have been doing it consistently every week and it makes such a big difference. It helps other parents find us and it just makes us plain happy. And hey, if you do check out Kelly's book, The Probiotic Kitchen, and you want to get on Amazon and review it or rate it, I know that she would really appreciate that too. Yes, fantastic. You're going to love it. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. Oh yeah, give them five stars. Don't yuck on other people's yum. <laughs>